Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power Up Podcast, entitled Lead It or Leave It, with your host, church consultant and leadership coach, Chanel Ramsey. Excited to share with you today. Um, I have an organization that I started a little while ago called Power Up Network. It's an organization that has become a catalyst and conduit of empowerment for urban leaders and the body of Christ in general um, in the areas of life and leadership. And so I'm very passionate about leadership. And so one of the things that I've been talking about as I've been traveling from church to church, hey, Sarita, one of the things that we've been sharing as we go from church to church, and we've been doing these empowerment sessions. I don't know about you, but if you missed Acceleration Night on Saturday, October 1st, you missed a dynamic, powerful impartation. The video is on the Power Up Leadership page, so you can go there, like that page, so you can always be plugged in and powered up with what we're doing next. Um, But you can go there and you can actually see the video from that night where um, Pastor Prophet Courtney Bradley ministered. Um, I did a session that night as well, um, and it was such a great, great time. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who made it out, um, who pressed your way to be in the place. Oh my God, it was such a great, great, great encounter with Jesus. We have not been the same, not been the same since that move of God on that night. But I encourage you all to... um, Visit that page, check out the video, like it, share it, let people know um, that you watched it and that you were blessed by what was shared. Because we've been talking about keeping the momentum of acceleration. Um, and so a part of that that we've been sharing about with keeping the momentum, in order to keep the momentum, we have to steward what we obtain during our time of acceleration. And so um, I want to talk a little bit about that. Hey, Kim Kim. I want to talk a little bit about the connection um, of stewardship um, and, and, and how we steward ministry. Um, ministry really is my passion. I know that I'm called to the body of Christ in particular to serve there. Um, there I, I often look at it as um, the scripture talks about in Revelation that we are both kings and priests. And, and our priestly anointing is it's the four walls of the church, how we operate um, in um, ministry and on take care of God's business. But then that, that kingly that's our dominion outside of the four walls of the church how we rule and reign in life period and so um I know that everyone is not called to the pulpit. They're not called to the four walls of the church, but that is definitely my call. And it's my passion to empower the people of God, the body of Christ to go out and, and win souls for Christ. And so we've just been talking about keeping the momentum of acceleration, um, keeping what we gain in acceleration. And so we came across this thought of stewardship. And as I began to study stewardship, the Lord began to really show me that um, stewardship happens when you understand your sonship. Um, A lot of things we don't steward well in ministry, um, whether you're a leader of a ministry, a pastor, a ministry team leader, a department head, uh, whatever the label or the title is that your church used to identify leaders in your ministry, or whether you're on a ministry team. God bless you, um, Imani. So good to see you Um, here. I guess hear from you really on Facebook Live. Um, But we've been talking about 
that that element of stewardship um, when you understand you who you are your identity in Christ then you can better steward the things that God gives you we are called to steward the mysteries of the gospel we're called to steward the word of God the I, and we also called to steward our moments in God the Lord gives us moments with him he gives us times of impartations he gives us thoughts revelation how do we steward what we are getting from God that is going to determine what we see in our next season. And so I've just been kind of pondering this thought because he took me to stewardship, but he also took me to sonship. And he says, when you begin to understand who you are in Christ, when you understand your identity in Christ, then you will begin to steward what he gave you differently. Oh, God bless you. Carlette is on. Hi, Yasmin and Andre. Bless you, Junior. So glad that you guys can join me. Isaac, so glad that you guys can join me today. We are talking about stewardship and sonship. And so um, we've been um, just kind of going over this idea of keeping the momentum. How many of you have ever felt like, okay, I, you can start something, but you have trouble finishing it? Or or you, you start something and you're in the process of it, but you feel like you've lost momentum or you have problems gaining momentum. Or you find yourself as you are in the process getting stuck along the way. All of those things hinder your momentum. And in order for us to, especially for the, those of us who lead um, um, who lead um, ministry teams or we have organizations or businesses, um, momentum is essential. It's essential to really maintaining or having sustainable growth. Momentum is, is essential to having sustainable growth. Sometimes, especially in ministry, we see peaks. We see, you know, we have moments where we peak. I peak in our performance. We peak in our numbers. We have these peaks. We have these highs and we have these lows, but we don't see a continual momentum of growth and acceleration. And so, again, in order for us to begin to see that momentum, it's all about how we steward what we gain. How are we stewarding what we have? How do we steward the vision? How do we steward the team? How are we stewarding the revelation? Whatever it is, even in your personal moments with God, how are you stewarding that moment? Um, how are you um, taking what he gave you and leveraging what he gave you to produce the next result? And so when I talk about stewardship, I can't really go into stewardship without talking about sonship because those of us who know ministry, um, ministry is a family business. It's a family business. And, and I want you to really think about that thought. Ministry is a family business. Jesus says, I was about my father's business. This was handed down to him in a sense. And so what I realize is that when you begin to understand that you are not um, in ministry, operating in the kingdom of God, in ministry as a service, but as a family business, you begin to see it differently because what you do now, you don't do it as a slave. You do it as a son. Right. And when you understand that ministry is a family business, you will begin to steward it out of your sonship and not out of slavery. You won't do it because someone's making you do it. You won't do it because um, you feel forced to or pressured to. But you'll do it because you understand that you are a part of an inheritance. You are a part of an inheritance. And so understanding who you are as a son. Let me tell you how powerful this sonship thing is. When God created Adam, when God created Adam, he gave Adam his breath. But when he released Jesus, he gave him the DNA. 
You don't just want the breath of God. You want to carry the DNA of God. And so when you understand that as a son, you have his DNA, his same creative ability, his same nature, characteristics lie on the inside of you, then you will begin to steward ministry and the things God gives you as a son and not as a slave. So many times I hear people in ministry and they're just so, you know, worn out and they feel like, you know, they're frustrated and they're taxed and they're overworked and all that stuff. But when you understand that I'm not forcing it, but I'm allowing it to flow through me, um, what I do is a response to my faith and who he made me. What I do is a response, is a faith response to who I believe he made me. So anytime you start to feel where you start to feel like you don't fit, where you where you start to feel uncomfortable, you, you have an overwhelming sense of frustration, um, you're always hitting a brick wall, go back to your identity. Who are you? Who did he make you? Flow out of that abundance. That's what you have to steward so that you can now flow in ministry as a son and not as a slave. Of course, we're prisoners for Christ. We're not taking that away, but we're talking about the mindset on how we handle ministry, how we handle the things of God. There's so many of us that we do event to event, but there's no follow up in between with the people who came to the event. How are you stewarding the group that he just gave you? Even if he gave you 10, how did you steward the 10 so that you can now see the 20, the 30, the 40? We want great numbers, but we haven't stewarded the, 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 what he's already get, given us. Um, and you never know who's sitting in your midst. Whether he gives you one, you don't know what that one has the potential to do if you would steward that one. And so um, what we really, really need to do is start asking ourselves, um, how are we stewarding what he gave us so we can begin to see momentum happen in our lives? And so what I want to do is I want to give you some nuggets. I want to give you some, some leadership points that you can apply to help you steward your ministry, your organization, your business. Um, and of course, stewarding that is going to help you to create a momentum. It's going to help you to create a momentum. And so I really wanted to just come and just talk to you guys about this because I find that um, we, we have a lot of stop and go um, because we don't follow the process all the way through. Um, and so let me talk about the process. And this is what I'm going to give you as a leadership tip. This is something that I use. I don't know if I can show it to you how it's going to look, but I'll try. Um, but this is something that I use in my own ministry, in my own organization. But I call it um, the the a vision wheel, right? I call it a vision wheel, and I don't know if you can see it, but I it's black and white. But I'm gonna I can send this to you if you inbox me and say, hey, I want this vision wheel so I can take a look at it um, in detail. But I'm gonna go over the stuff that's on this vision wheel. Um, because I believe that this is going to help us, especially as urban ministry leaders. Um, and I know that there might be someone on here today um, that you might find yourself in that place, especially as we come to the end of the year. It is so important that you grasp what I'm saying as we come to the close of this year. And officially, uh, we're in a new year already. I don't know how many of you have felt the shift, but we're already in the next year. But if, as we come to the close of 2016, this is definitely something that you want to begin to apply. You want to uh, begin to uh, meditate on. You want to introduce it to your team. Um, because what happens is, um, the lack of momentum in your personal life will spill over to the lack of momentum in your team. 
it will spill over to the lack of momentum in your organization. And so when we don't see momentum personally, it you will also begin to see that also throughout your ministries, throughout your organizations. So this helps you both in life and in leadership. So I want to talk about this vision wheel, right? The vision wheel starts, there's five key elements to this Five key elements to this vision wheel. I'm going to give you those elements now. The first one is vision. The second one is strategy. The third one is implementation. The fourth one is results. And the fifth one is maintenance. Okay, because we're talking about really sustainability in ministry. We're talking about how to sustain our growth and increase it. How do we um, take what he's given us and leverage it to, in, to an increase in our next season or at our next event or at our next function? Um, so this is, this is going to be key. So we start with vision. Vision, this is something that God gives you, right? He puts a seed, a dream seed, as I like to call it, on the inside of you. He gives you something a vision, a call, a mandate. He gives you a pull, uh, something that he's calling you to birth into the earth. And so we start with vision. <clears throat> I always tell people, you don't move on vision until you have number two strategy, right? Because like um, my, my best friend, he was just on a scope talking about strength and then strategy. Sometimes we try to do things on our strength, but we don't have strategy. So many people launch out in ministry. We start businesses, organizations, ministries without strategy. You cannot begin just on a vision. You have to have a plan on how you want to execute that vision. The vision and the mission must be clear enough that people can read it and run with it. I find a lot of times the frustration that we have with our team is really a lack of clarity on our part. You cannot correct what you have not yet clarified. If you do not bring about clarification to your team so they understand the purpose for what you're doing, where they understand their role and responsibility, where, they, where there is a, an accountable, accountability mechanism operating behind the scenes to drive the vision forward, then you're going to find that you're going to bump into a lot of um, issues where people are dropping the ball, a lot of issues where people are not following through, um, and, and it really has to do with the clarity level you add to your vision. What I like to tell people about vision is that vision is like how we have 2020 vision, our sight. Our, and you see, I have on glasses because I need a supplement to help me with my vision. And what I like to tell people about vision is when you have a vision, um, it may come in degrees of clarity. There are many times where God will give you the beginning and the end, but he doesn't give you the middle. So you're still working through that vision. Um, it comes in degrees of clarity. You can hear something once and then you'll come back and then God will begin to give you clarity and he'll tell you a little bit more about that vision. It'll go a little bit more in depth. He'll give you a little bit more, uh, some more pieces. He'll get partner you with some more people, um, but it doesn't always come at the at the that very first moment. So take that into consideration. But before you step out in vision, you have to have strategy, right? Strategy is important. Now, strategy has two other components to it, but I won't go into those today. Strategy, capacity, and relationships. And we'll talk about that in another scope. Hey, I just want to welcome Natasha. Um, Ricardo is on. My uncle, um, Sonny, is on. Um, there's so many of you. Willie, welcome, Will. Pastor Simpson is on. Um, I just want to say bless you guys. Thank you for joining me today. We're talking about um, stewardship and sonship. We're talking about ministry.
ministry. Um, we're talking about how to end this year strong, really, um, and how we keep the momentum and, 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 and steward what he gave us during acceleration. Um, so as we continue, we talked about vision, strategy, and I'll have that's that's like a whole nother scope or a whole nother Facebook Live altogether. Um, but at the strategy, there's implementation, and so you know how it is. We do our events, we get everything together, we go, we do. But after implementation, there's results. We have to take the time, especially as ministry leaders, to evaluate the results. Um, you, that means in order for you to evaluate the results, that means that you would have needed to set goals. So you have a measuring rod wherewith you can now compare your results to what you expected to happen. Um, in the workshop, I gave out a, um, a four-question um, to help you with the <clears throat> help you with evaluation. And these four questions will help you evaluate the gap, right? To help you identify the gap between what you wanted to see happen, your goal, and then what actually happened. And it helps you to ask yourself in the team the correct questions that will give you the answers you need to make your ministry, your business, your plan, your project, your initiative better, right? Because we got to be better before we go bigger. Y'all got that? We got to be better before we go bigger. And so results is important. A lot of times, bless you, Teresa, a lot of times people um, have um, plans. We have events. We have services. But we don't evaluate, especially in the church. Because if God shows up, oh, please, throw the evaluation out the door. Because God's presence was the seal of approval on that event. My dears, if you want to be better, you have to evaluate. The presence of God, the Lord is so merciful that even in our messed up organizations, even in our lack of structure, God will still show up for the hungry heart. So we can't use God's presence as a seal of approval that everything went well or the way it was supposed to go. You have to go back and evaluate. Evaluation is so vital to the health of your organization or ministry. Evaluate, not just by yourself, right? Because now you have to be open to feedback. And sometimes feedback comes in the form of criticism. But in every criticism, there is a kernel of truth. And so you have to now open yourself up to say, hey, I don't want to be wrong. No one sets out to fail, right? No one sets out to say, I want to do this thing wrong. No one sets out with the heart or the intention to make a mess. It's not usually how it happens. If you, you're sane, right? You're in your right mind. So you have to say to yourself, pull your guards down, pull your defense down and say, even as an urban ministry leader, even as the pastor, the senior pastor, the co-pastor, whoever you are, whatever your title, let's, let's, do, let's do a run through. What could I have done better? How can I better serve you as a team? Let the team then evaluate the event. Let them evaluate. Let them give you feedback. Let, um, take a survey every once in a while to see what the census is among the people. Jesus did it. Come on, Matthew. He talked about in the book of Matthew, who do men say that I am? He was checking his brand. He was checking for feedback. He was trying to see, hey, let's check the results. Are people getting what I'm producing? Is there a connection happening or am I just doing a whole bunch of events? You don't want to be an event-driven ministry. You have to now evaluate your results. You have to evaluate your results. 
okay? Because there could be a gap between what your goal was and what your actual results were. If you have a goal of having 50 people at your event and only 10 come, what happened? Maybe it was marketing. Maybe it was the lack of support from your home church. Whatever it was, you need to go back and say, hey, we need to fix this moving forward. And the last step in this vision wheel is maintenance. Maintenance is key. Because maintenance has to do with how we steward what God gave us. How are we communicating with the people that are following us after an event? How are we communicating the vision? How do we keep our word out there? One thing, uh, um, one thing that my, one of my mentors told me, she said, they need to hear you, see you, and read you all the time. They need to hear you, see you, and read you. When they can't get physically to your location, can they hear you, see you, and read you? Hey, God bless you, Jerry. Pastor Shaw is on. Hi, Sister Pretty. Um, so we're just talking about <clears throat> stewardship and sonship. And I was just dealing with the five points in my vision wheel that I, I went over at Acceleration Night, and we're going to go into depth again about that. But when you have a vision, you need vision, strategy, implementation, results, and maintenance, right? That's your will. That's how you go through and create momentum because we, we want to now steward what God is giving us in momentum. So those of you who know, um, we do Power Up Urban Leadership um, network. We do a lot of um, leadership trainings and um, retreats. And one of the things that I'm super passionate about is making sure that people work smarter and not harder um, and that we are better before we're bigger. Um, because I've seen, uh, um, you know, I've seen some stuff over the 20 years of serving in ministry. And so what I found is that this vision will helps me to make sure I don't drop the ball after the event. Right. Because, again, especially in the church of church of God, you know, we here we are. The Lord moved. And so because the presence of God was present in our service or in our event, our conference, whatever it is, we don't take time to debrief. We don't debrief. And it, debriefing is so vital, again, to the health of your business, to the health of your organization, to the help of your ministry. And debriefing can't be done alone because each and every person, each and every person that is um, a part of your team has a responsibility and they need accountability. So even in the debriefing, even in the feedback, in that moment, you're able to now say, okay, where did we drop the ball? What went wrong? Why is there a gap between what we intended on seeing and what we actually saw? Um, and so it adds an accountability portion um, to your vision and to your team to help it function the way that it should. Um, and one of the things that I love about debriefing, what I love about evaluating and kind of going back over it, is because you also need to know what worked. A lot there, There's so many instances where we are so joyful over the success, we don't evaluate why it worked. We don't evaluate the success of it. What made it successful? Um, what did your team do differently this time that made it successful from the last time? Um, what made it successful? When you're debriefing, you also have an opportunity to get your blind spot covered. Each and every one of us, especially as leaders, we have a blind spot. I know we think we know it all. 
We have it all. We're full of gifts and talents, but each and every person has a blind spot. There is a term that we use in leadership called collective intelligence, right? Write that down, collective intelligence. That means that no one of us is as smart as all of us together. And so when you debrief with your team, you allow uh, um, and you give space for those blind spots to be covered. When people then can catch things that you didn't catch, they can see it from a perspective you haven't considered. So you don't debrief in private. You, it's not it's not a secret private meeting. You, it's not for your own interpretation. You have to debrief with a team. Most of us don't even have a team. I'm not even going to go there today because we don't. We're lone rangers. We get people to help us the day of, but we don't have a team. You need people. I always say this. You train the people you trust and you trust the people you train. Put a team around your dream so that you can now work this vision wheel to create momentum. Again, like I was saying in the beginning, if we understand that we are sons and begin to steward ministry out of our sonship, then we will begin to handle the things of God and we'll begin to handle our ministry assignments differently. Um, when you start to see yourself as a, a part of the family business called ministry, Jesus said, I came to do my father's business. That's what he was here to do. And not only did he come to do it, but he said to finish his work. We have to be finishers. That means that we need to work our systems. We need to work our structures so that we finish. We finish the work. It doesn't stop when the event is over. That's not going to help you create momentum. You have to take what you got in that and after that um that session, that meeting, that that service, that event, and you have to now say, okay, what's next? Before you even go into your first event, you need to already be thinking 10 steps after that event. You need to be thinking, okay, after this is over, where do we go after that? How is this event going to leverage our, our ministry, our business, our organization to that next event, to that next step? And so when you start to understand your um your role as a son and understand that this is a this is an inheritance you're a part of an inheritance you're not doing this because of someone telling you to do it you're not doing this because you weren't you weren't busy you just ain't had nothing else to do so you say hey i'm gonna just jump in and do this no you're doing this because you're called to it and whom he calls he equips you are equipped for this and as you connect and i encourage each and every one of you to continue to connect to power up because there are resources there are that you don't have to do it alone. And one of my quotes that I love um, to say and share with people about leadership is that it's a journey that we have to do together. It's a learning journey where we learn together. There's no end to it. You're always learning. As long as you're alive and you are a leader, you should always be learning. So connect to Power Up so that you can get these vital tools. I'm making that vision wheel available to you. For those of you who want it, you can just hit me up, um, inbox me and say, hey, send that over to me because I want to see that vision wheel and I want to work that vision wheel in my organization because I don't want to just start something. I want to be a good finisher. I want to now work my system to create momentum that can leverage my next season. That's what that's what the goal is, right? So you're going to work your system, right? Work your system so you can create momentum 
that's going to leverage your next season. All right, guys. So that's it. I, I think I've said enough. Um, you can inbox me again if you need that vision wheel. I hope it helps. Um, it, it's 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 an amazing asset um, to, to leaders because anytime you feel like you're off track, you have a go-to element. You have a go-to resource. Put it in your leadership toolkit so you can go back to it. You can share it with your team and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. After every event, this is our process. This is what we're going to do because we need to now leverage what we gain in acceleration. When God accelerates us and he gives us things, we have to now steward it as sons and not slaves. See, a slave has residence, but a son has ownership. You have to now steward this as a son. Know that it's in your DNA to move forward. It's in your DNA to win at this. We don't want to just do ministry. We want to be effective in ministry. So I'm excited. Like the like my leadership coach page, leadership Chanel, leadership coach Chanel Ramsey. And then you can also like the Power Up Network page and the Power Up Network for Urban Leaders page. And you can stay plugged in and connected. I have some great, great news coming. <clears throat> We're gonna do an end of the year um, local training um, for everyone. I've been um, just fighting this cold in my body, but I feel like you know we're. I'm gonna be up for the task. <laughs> I believe that. Um, bless you, Pastor Shaw. <laughs> I feel like I'm up for the task, and I'm excited about this end of the year training for ministry leaders and for ministry workers. If you are a part of a church and you are on a team, you are serving in any capacity. This is gonna be for you because we're gonna talk about mission and method. That's really big. You're going to talk about mission, your mission, and then your method, how you get things done. And we're going to revisit some key elements that um, oftentimes need to be upgraded, right? It's time for an upgrade. As we go into the new year, we got to upgrade. And so we're going to do an end of the year. We're going to host a local training. So we want you guys to be there. And then also for my Power Up partners, I'm going to be reaching out to you this week because I'm a part of a campaign that I want to make sure that you get in on. I, I want to make sure that you get in on it and um, make sure that um, you're a part of this I Am Not Ashamed movement. And so I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit more about that, but I'm with Apostle um, um, Bishop Aretha Wilson. She and her church, they have started this movement called I Am Not Ashamed. And so I'm a part of it, and I want to reach out to each and every one of my power of partners to be a part of it because we're not ashamed of the gospel. And so I want to give you some details about it, and I want you to jump in this this movement with me to keep things going. And so, like I said before, I'm so excited. I'm excited. I pray that you guys were blessed by something that I shared, and I pray that we begin to steward ministry as sons and not as slaves, that we understand our identity in Christ, and that we begin to apply that vision wheel, that we apply that vision wheel so that we can maintain what we have received in acceleration, and we can create a momentum that's going to leverage our next season in God. So, all right, I've said so much, so much, so much. I hope you guys got everything. And like I said, give me a thumbs up. Give me some hearts. Let me know that this was helpful to you. Let me know that it was a blessing. Again, inbox me. If you want that vision wheel, if you want to look at it, you want to take a look at it and say, hey, I want to begin to apply this in my organization. It is free of charge. I will share that with you. It is something that I have used um, as I've launched many, many different ministries and helped countless I can't remember what how many churches I'm up to but I've been helping so many different churches um, and um, help them restructure it and organize their ministry and this 
tool has been a great asset. So if you want it, just inbox me and say, hey, send me that vision wheel and I will do so so that you can have it in your possession and share it as you go. All right. I love you guys. I'll leave it on for a second and then you guys can let me know if you have any questions. I will take your questions now. I'll take your questions. I see I'm getting some inbox. So people want it. Okay, great, great, great. And don't forget that end of the year, we're going to host that local training. I want to see you and your ministry team there. It's going to be good. We're going to be talking about mission and method, right? Because you got to marry the mission, but you got to date your method. We'll talk about that later. I ain't going to go and you, you just got to be there. You just got to be there. All right. Let me know if you have any questions. If not... I'm going to go. This has been real. This has been real. Okay, awesome. Thank you Thank guys you for joining again, me again for joining us and on the Power Up Podcast, Lead It or Leave It, with your host Chanel Ramsey, where we seek to inspire and empower today's leaders. For more information about Power Up, we invite you to visit us at powerupnetwork.org. Or you can reach us by email at info at powerupnetwork.org. Feel free to subscribe, go on social media, like our page, and follow us. Till next week, be inspired.